Welcome to episode 23 of the Local Service Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about how to track and measure your Google Ads. So, if you are not aware, I am Cesar Gill with Symphony Advertising, that's my company, and this podcast we talk about all things marketing, web design, stuff around that, uh, in that zone, in that space. And one of the more common questions that comes later in the process uh, is how do we know if they're working? (laughs) And so usually the process is uh, a local business will need a website. Usually they have one, but it's not the best uh, or they don't have one at all. And so we create a website for them. After we do that, we start a marketing campaign, which is usually going to be Google ads and SEO, sometimes social media, but very infrequently. And after a couple months, we'll get to a point and say, Hey, so we understand that not everybody, but we get to a point where it's like we understand we're doing marketing and we under- we feel that we are getting more customers from Google and SEO, but we don't really understand how to measure it. We know it's working or we know it's not working because we haven't felt a difference in these last couple of months. We'd like to break down where and how much we're spending on each Basically tracking how many forms have come in through SEO, how many calls have came through SEO, and how many calls and how many forms have came in through Google Ads, and then what has came in organically. And there's a lot of methodologies on this. There's only a couple. And it goes something like this. The, The holistic view, right, is you can say something like, if you're doing marketing, you shouldn't really worry about how it's getting to you. If at the end of the month or the end of the quarter and the end of the year, you, you say, I wasn't doing marketing and then I did marketing and I am up X percent, then you know to a degree it worked. It might be a lot. It might be a little. It might be even. It might not have worked. It might have actually done worse because you're doing marketing, right? So you can holistically at a high level overview say, okay, I'm spending money on stuff and I'm getting more <laughs> customers, so I'm good with that. And I think for a lot of smaller businesses, it is easier to go down that route because you don't have a whole lot of other marketing channels. And so typically what happens is I'll ask the client and say, hey, would you like to set up call tracking? Would you like to uh, see where the forms are coming from? Because it is something we ask initially. And usually it's like, well, Caesar." <laughs> We don't do any marketing now. So we know that if something comes outside of what we're currently getting, it's 100% going to be the marketing. There's no other explanation of how we're going to get these customers from, which is, that happens quite a bit actually. But like I said, after either it's a bigger company or they've added other marketing channels so they'd like to track better or they just want to fine tune what they're doing. So for instance, Maybe we say, okay, if you guys want to continue growing, we can recommend a budget to you. And so then the question becomes, okay, well, if we, what is it now? Like, what is it, what is organic and what is from ads? And we also add Facebook ads, so, or Instagram ads, TikTok ads. So it does get a little bit blurry as to like, okay, well, we have, let's say three marketing channels and we want to add a thousand more dollars. How do we choose which way you want to go? And so this is kind of the setup Uh, for how to track and measure your Google Ads episode because without being able to do this, it gets difficult to make those kinds of decisions. 
And we'll just go down the line. So I have seven points here on how to track and measure Google ads. They're not in order. And for some people, these will be better than in others. And so I'm just going to go down the line of how they first came into my brain. So number one, call tracking. So call tracking is been around for a while. I think people still think it's pretty amazing technology, but it's pretty standard stuff now. All that happens is when someone clicks a Google organic listing, a Google organic result, sorry, or a Google ad, or if they come from Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, the website is going to say, hey, this click came from this location, some social media channel or some other website or Google ads or SEO, which would be an organic click on Google ads. When that happens, when someone clicks from X site, change the phone number on the website to a predetermined number that is designated for whenever it comes from that click. And so all that means is it dynamically swaps, that's the fancy word, but it just swaps uh, to a different number once somebody clicks, let's say in this example, Google Ads. And so this is only tracking of somebody calls, but it is an amazing, it is an amazing way to figure out, okay, we have SEO, Google Ads, and Facebook Ads, and we spent a thousand bucks, and we're tracking all three things, and it turns out that, you know, 80% of the calls came from Google Ads. So then clear as day, okay, we know that 80% of the budget, uh, 80% of the result, not the budget, came from Google Ads. So you can make decisions based off of that. Um, again, it doesn't include form submissions, meaning if somebody goes to your site and they go to a book appointment form and make an appointment, book an appointment, contact us, anything like that, and that's how you reach back out to the potential client, it does not include any of that. So none of these are, are 100% perfect. So usually you have to use some kind of combination and that combination is up to the person uh, making the decisions because different people take different information and can make a uh, conclusion based off of it. Excuse me. And so that's called tracking. It's very easy to set up uh, to get started. I think it's $40 a month. We pay a little bit more because we have customers on there. Uh, so it's $40 a month if you were to get it yourself. It comes with five tracking numbers. And I believe it believe it's somewhere between 250 and 500 minutes that comes within that $40 uh, price point per month. And then if you go over in minutes, there's like a couple cents that they charge you. However, if you get a whole lot of calls and you're using uh, a whole lot of minutes, it does add up over time. Like, you know, you could be, it would be a good thing, right? If you're getting so many calls that your monthly limit is getting reached. That just means there's so much activity or it should mean that if they are bad calls, then that is a bad thing uh, because you could be on a, on a phone call for 15 minutes on someone who's never going to become a, a customer because they came the wrong way, meaning the ad they click or the Facebook ad they saw or they organically searched with a different intention than how they got to you. And so that is not good. And that is a waste of time, a waste of money and something that should be fixed. One more point on the call tracking is that not only does it call when someone called, but it actually records the actual phone call. So from a quality quality control perspective, you can listen to the call, listen how it was handled, what could you have done better, what could you have improved on, and you can actually he, you can actually match the two things up. So if Caesar Gill called and he booked and he came in, then you can say, oh, that guy actually came in and we serviced him. So 
that is the beauty of call tracking for a small uh, fee. You know, it's going to cost you $40 a month or whatever, whatever price it's included in. So we include that in our marketing plan, but which is a bonus, if you ask me. But I think call tracking is super worth it if you want to get the fine details, if you want to improve on quality. Uh, the downfall of this is that it's a call tracking number. So at some point, the customer may want to call that number at a later point. If you're no longer call tracking, then they no longer have your phone number. They're going to have to look you up again if they remember who you are. And then they're also your company. And then also if they text, it's not going to go to your iPhone or your whatever phone is designated for texting. It's going to go to the, through the call rail system, which it has an app. It'll push the notification. But just FYI, that's an extra step. I personally think it's extremely annoying. Uh, so it does have some cons. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. So that is a uh, call tracking method. Number one, again, we're going to, we're going to stick to tracking Google ads. Very effective way to track Google ads. And um, all you have to do is dynamically swap the phone number with your website. You can work with the developer for this. It's not hard, but it can seem extremely confusing and uh, scary because you got to like insert little pieces of JavaScript, but it's it's really not that crazy. Uh, you may need some help though. Okay, number two, form submission. So yes, you can call, you can, call tracking is wonderful because you can track all the phone calls when they happen, but you can't track when someone submits a form. Call Rail, which is the call tracking software we use, it does have a form submission tracking system, but it's like side side quest. Like it's not their main thing. So we don't use them for that. So for submissions, again, you're using Google ads, you're using Google organic and you ask the question, okay, well, if I want to increase my Google ads, what, what am I currently getting from Google ads as far as form submission? And what am I getting just without it? And so without data, you can't data, you can't really make those uh, recommendations you can, but you can make a better recommendation when you have the data. And so the data. And so form submissions, that's just one metric. To add to this is that you have to do conversion tracking. And we're going to get really nerdy here. I'm going to try to keep it as simple human as possible. Conversion tracking is something you do on the Google ad side. And so when you go onto your Google ads account, you'll have, let's say, campaign one. And Within that campaign, you'll have columns, clicks, impressions, click-through rate, cost, average cost per click, conversions. And within that conversion column, it is when a result that you want to happen happens. And so usually this is going to be when someone clicks to make a phone call, when someone clicks the call extension on the Google ad side, or when someone submits a form on the website. And so all we have to do is for this form submission tracking slash conversion tracking is we have to set up conversion tracking. And to do that, we have to, there's actually several ways you can do that. So I'm going to walk through a couple of them. One is using the Google Tag Manager. If you are a one, if you're one business and you don't plan on managing a lot of tags, I do not recommend this because it gets extremely complicated, extremely fast. And it's supposed to be simple, but even for me, I would rather just not use Google Tag Manager. Even though it's a couple more steps, yes, it makes it easier. Yes, you get it all at one place, but I personally think it's easier just to keep everything within its own lane, meaning Google Tag Manager takes, uh, let's say you have five debit cards and credit cards, and instead of using each one individually, like logging into this bank, logging into that bank, going through this account, going through that account, it puts all of it together and you log into this one place where it gives you all that information. 
it sounds nice, but to get it all set up and troubleshoot, it becomes a headache. So I, I don't recommend Google Tag Manager unless you're advanced. Then you have Google Analytics, which has been around for maybe, I don't know, I want to say 15, 20 years, but they are sunsetting, meaning they're no longer going to use this system anymore, Google, that is. They're going to use something called Google Analytics 4 or also known as GA4. And GA4 is just the new and improved version of Google Analytics, GA4, right, version 4. Um, and so all that has to be done is we have to create on the Google Analytics 4 side, this is how we do it. Again, there are several ways of doing this. So conversion tracking, Google Analytics, and GA4 are basically the same thing. They're different things, but they, they make the same thing happen. In our scenario, we're using Google Analytics 4, okay? In Google Analytics 4, there's something called events, okay? In events, we're gonna create a conversion action called form submissions. And that's not the proper term. I think it's called like generate leads. So go to the events, mark a trigger. The trigger is generate leads. You create it, and then it's gonna ask you, when do we say this has been triggered? And in order to do that, on the form submission, when someone submits a form, so name, number, when would you like your service? When someone hits submit, that form needs to redirect automatically. So it'll redirect from wherever page is on to a thank you page or a confirmation page or a success page. And then that success page is going to trigger that event and that event will be marked as a conversion and pulled into the Google Ads conversion column so it is a little bit to get set up but once you have it set up it should work with no problem um you probably have to test it a couple of times to make sure it works but once you have that set up then you know okay in the month of october we had 12 form submissions that came through google ads and so that is how you set up form submissions for google ads Specifically, if you wanted to do it for uh, organically, meaning not a paid result on Google, an organic result, or if you want to do it for Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, whatever other source is what is referred to, that can only happen on the Google Analytics side. And for the time being, it is time to update our vernacular and say GA4, Google Analytics 4, cannot we cannot keep referring to it as Google Analytics because they are two different things and I feel like you get outdated, right? So like there are many people who still refer to Google Ads as Google AdWords, but it's technically called Google Ads. There are many people who refer to the Google profile as Google My Business because it was once was Google My Business, but now it's the Google profile. So I just try to keep my vernacular up to date. And so, vocabulary. And so, that is how you would track the form submissions. And the last one, which I which I talked about in the beginning. So again, this is to track Google Google Ads. How to track and measure your Google Ads. And so, this is the tracking part and the measuring part. At the end of X time, you can say, okay, we have numbers. We can say Google Ads brought in twenty and everything else brought in 12. That we can track because it's not a perfect system. You're not always gonna have a, a trail of where something came from. And even with all of this type of tracking, even if it's call rail, even if it's um, conversion tracking, it's not perfect because 
there's something called like last click model. Um, that's the one we use, but attribution model. There, there are ways of how the conversion is even credited towards that conversion column. So it gets, a, it gets really dicey or spliced rather. Like it can be brick, depending on how you set it up, it might tell you different information. It might tell you different information, but for the most part, uh, it's all going to give you a good general idea with a, with the difference, right? Being maybe a couple degrees outside of perfect. So you'll just have, for instance, it can be an A, B, C, D as far as like the grade. It'll give you, you know, B plus. It might be a little, it might actually be an A. It might actually be a B minus, but it's not going to be so off where it's like, oh, you actually nailed it. 100% and it's not going to give you a C if it's set up appropriately. And so again, the the biggest thing about this too for someone running Google Ads such as myself is that when you have this set up, you're able to say, "Oh, okay, this campaign is doing no good or this campaign is doing very well." Or, "How can I track this campaign so that I can make better decisions?" Uh and so you do, you need a couple of things. You need a website, you need a Google Ads account. And you need to have a website where you have the control of the form submission, so have it redirect. And you need to have a Google, a GA4 account to make all these things work. So it does get a little bit, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to put together. They work together. Uh, so so it's important to, to have all those things because a lot of times you don't, uh, a lot of times people don't have access to a lot of this stuff even though it's been created. Or they have access to it, but not, they're not the admins to it. So just a little caveat there. And then finally, again, like I mentioned in the beginning, it's just Pulse. If you're a smaller business or if you're not doing a whole lot of marketing, sometimes you can just tell. If you ask your receptionist, this happens a lot, They'll t- if the business owner asks the receptionist, hey, are we getting more calls? The receptionist will say, yes, we are. I'm noticing that we're getting a lot, a lot of a lot more calls for this service, or I've noticed a lot of people are calling from this area, or I've noticed a lot of more people are calling at this time of day. So usually there's something in that it, it is indicative of a change. And so for the most part, if it's positive, if you are actually getting calls that are turning into customers, for the most part, a lot of this isn't necessary. A lot of this is just to keep a a tighter vision on what's happening with the marketing and sometimes it is necessary in order to make future decisions such as uh, updated budgets and where should we put our dollars and so that is how to track and measure your google ads just to touch a little bit on return on investment that part is in addition to this because even though you have all the data of how many leads came in via phone call via form submission even though you have that data, there's still one more step where you have to match. The business owner has to match. We have these 10 leads. Of these 10 leads, four of them came in. And of these four, we closed three. These three closed for this much. Hopefully, it's like a personal injury law firm, so they killed it. Um, and because of that, we made we, we spent this much on marketing, and this is how much we made for that month. And so it's a running tab, right? Like, you can't, uh, it's going to vary, right? So one month might be do, doing better than the other. The next year might be better than the last year. But overall, I think, is it is it trending positively? And so that is it. That is some 
insights on how to track and measure, measure your Google Ads. I would say there's tons of information on how to do this with, on YouTube if you're looking to set this up yourself or if you're looking for help with this, let us know. Again, I'm Caesar with the Local Service Podcast. Thanks for checking in. Peace.